everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branvold. And of course, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert, who's sporting his A Playlist is Not a Marketing Plan t-shirt. Today, yes. today yeah. we're going to change one word in there. Yeah, new a shirt. TikTok is not a marketing plan. We'll get into that a little bit later, but this is a yep. really great discussion all about yep. TikTok. Um, but before we get rolling on that, uh, quick shout out to Hypebot, Bands in Town. Uh, thank you so much for all of your support. And of we course, to our sponsors, it. DiscMakers.com. Yep. We know it's a digital world, but there's still such an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, and t-shirts online and at gigs has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, I could say even every t-shirt you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. And that's a lot of streams. That's a lot of marketing. Mm -hmm. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. So we got a great little offer for you. Head over to discmakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, and when you check out, use the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, FREEBIZ, and you will save up to $150 in shipping costs. So, Jay, today we are dipping our toes into the world of TikTok. Yeah, TikTok and influencers. In fact, we have our guest today is Johnny Cloherty, who is the CEO of a company called Songfluencer. And uh, what an interesting conversation. Yeah. If, if you want a little information or need some knowledge about what TikTok is and how to use it, you got to listen. If you're interested in the whole concept of influencers out there, this is a definite listen. Influencers have been around for a long time um, and they are a very important part of the ecosphere of marketing any sort of product, but you got to approach it the right way. And Johnny talks about what they're doing at Songfluencer and, and how they're utilizing this in the TikTok world. So yeah. let it roll. Some great information here, and we'll see you at the end. Today, we are happy to be joined by Johnny Cloherty, the CEO of Songfluencer. Uh, Johnny, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely, Jay. Thanks for having me. You know, I was looking over your history. You and I met when you were working for streaming promotions. I wasn't aware that you had done like five years at William Morris, but I'm more impressed that you did a, a little work with our mutual friend, uh, Doc McGee. Was that in Nashville? Yep, in Nashville. Yep. That you was, worked with uh, Scott and Doc and all those guys? Yeah, Scott and Doc. And uh, I think like when I first was there, there were a couple of other managers that were working there as well. Maybe Charles, Vergara. Charles. Oh, yeah. Charles and I are great friends now, yeah. too. We go golfing all the time and hang out. Yeah. So are you in Nashville? Yeah, in Nashville. Been here almost all right. 10 years. All right. We'll tell them Mike and Jay said hi. We'll do. We'll do. <laughs> so, so, so tell us. So, oh, go yeah, ahead, Mike. So I was going to say, so, so Johnny, tell us. And us, meaning our listeners, what is song influencer? You know, give us give us that pitch of what you do and and why we need to use it. 
All right. Well, uh, Songfluencer in a nutshell is an influencer marketing full service end-to-end agency that specializes in the music space. So the best thing is labels, artists, managers come to us and, you know, they know that they need influencers to promote their music. Uh, and Songfluencer, not only do we just activate influencers for a song or an artist, but we, we do everything from pre-production to ideation to activation to reporting and forecasting. So that just means someone comes to us and they can give us a budget, whatever that budget looks like. And we're not just sending that money to influencers. We're coming up with a strategy. We're coming up with ideation. So some people might come to us and say, I want to do a dance. So we will get choreography that a that an artist or a label can approve and look at some ideas. And then we'll take that idea and seed it to influencers. Uh, once we're activating the influencers, so actually going out there in the space and activating influencers, we're also talking about how to optimize the campaign, what other strategies that they can use to create further consumption and continue to drive uh, uh, more fan acquisition strategies. So I every love- campaign's different. Every, every single TikTok influencer marketing campaign is unique. So, and, and, and to that, do you only focus on TikTok influencers? So when we started Songfluencer, me and my business partner, Sean, um, we were actually doing Instagram and YouTube. We were working, I remember the day we were working in his kitchen in uh, 2018 and, and heard about TikTok buying Musical.ly or merging with Musical.ly and we yes. started to play around with it and Lo and behold, we are like, we can do the same thing we're doing here on this TikTok thing. And that blew up. So we still do Instagram. We do a little bit of YouTube stuff, but TikTok definitely dominates our pipeline. You know, I, I love the fact that you're focusing on influencers in the music space. Um, because I had a client years okay. ago, uh, you know, pre-TikTok years ago, that understood the value of influencers, but they went out and just hired an agency that went after influencers in general. And looking back at the results that they delivered, I'm like, yeah, they got you a lot of exposure, but not in the right music niche that you are all about. You are, you are a band that is rock and they were going after pop and they were going after singer songwriters and and dance and all this other stuff and edm and i'm like that's completely useless at the end of the day yeah you know i think it's um you know i i I like to say one of the selling points of songfluencer is the fact that um my business partner and i we come from the music space there's so many you know agencies out there that and some are fantastic and and i talk to a lot of the founders and and uh operators of a lot of other agencies i think there's a lot of them do a lot of great work but i think the number one distinction that i like to bring up with songfluencer is you know i've been in the music industry for over 10 years i've worked at management companies i've represented artists i've worked for william morris my business partner sean worked for jay frank for over 10 years understood label logic uh driving consumption and and strategies that surround that. So everything, you know, from day one, when it was just him and me uh, till to this day, culturally, 
you know, people that we hire, people that we educate and training processes all surround fan acquisition strategies and consumption strategies. So, so yeah. that is really the biggest selling point. We've, I, I, you know, I, it would be a miss if I didn't talk about all the tech that we've built around Songfluencer and everything that we're doing to, to make data-driven decisions. But foundationally, the biggest aspect is we are a music first company. There's a lot of agencies out there that, you know, they're coming from the influencer space or they're coming from the brand space and they're saying, yep. well, we can apply what we know about brands mm-hmm. to the music space. And as the music guys ourselves in this room or on this Zoom right now, I think we all know that it's like you really want to have people that understand music and have have worked in these jobs or have worked at these companies that have to drive consumption. And that was kind of the big push that we made was like, look, we're, you know, it's not hard to activate influencers. Yeah. Uh, Jay, I'm going to steal your quote one day. Like my biggest thing is TikTok influencers are not a marketing plan. Okay. You know, it's not, I'm going to change it, man. I'm going to switch it. <laughs> on a coffee you right and you're going to be the first to have it, but it's so true. And, um, you know, just simply throwing money at influencers is, is not a, it's not a strategy. It's that, that's not a marketing plan. Uh, really thinking through, you know, does this make sense for the artist? If this thing blows up, Yeah. what do we do if it's not working? What do we do if it's working, but it's not driving streams? What do we do when we're done with the campaign to suggest to a client what the, what step, you know, two, three, and four looks like? I love that. That makes a lot of sense to me because I'd like to talk to you about that, about like, what is the secret sauce? Meaning that you've seen campaigns that have exceeded your expectations and overperformed. And I'm sure you've seen campaigns that didn't perform up to your expectations. Is there something, some kind of special sauce in there where the music and the influencer and the timing and the seasonality or whatever it is, what are those things that you're finding like, oh, this, this is where it's going? Oh God. So that's definitely a loaded question. And if I had the, if I had the, the answer for that 100% of the time, I'd probably be running a record label, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, you, and, you, you, and, you'd be running those Facebook ads that we all come across. I got the secret on how you can become a millionaire <laughs> selling your music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you guys know, you guys have been promoting records for many years. It, there's there's so many times where you you really think a song is going to make it and it doesn't for whatever reason then there's times you're like this is never going to be a thing and then it works right so yes. so there's times like that for sure but i would say there's there's a few symptoms of success that i see popular songs have on tiktok so you know one talking about a song's journey on tiktok from from nothing happening with the song to it going viral um, there, there's usually two things that, that happen one of two, and sometimes both, um, we all hear about dance challenges that take mm-hmm. off. That's what, you know, we hear about in trades, um, songs in their journey to a dance challenge. Don't just start on a dance challenge. One of the things that, um, a lot of our, you know, clients come to us with is they say, Hey, okay, I've got a new release coming on the 1st of August. We want to do a dance challenge. We can do that. And, and that's not a bad way to promote music, but that's not how songs organically take off on TikTok. We're, 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 we're manuf- we're trying to manufacture a viral hit by doing that. And not to say that that doesn't work, but I think 
it's important to understand how Gen Z culture works and Gen Z culture there's a there's a tastemaker community that uses it and however they want and then eventually it mo- it moves into a trend or a challenge or some kind of concept there's another way songs take off and we see that it becomes the soundtrack of a certain community so i've seen songs take off in the makeup community or in the cooking community yeah. or whatever, where there's not a trend. And I think marketers forget, or maybe they just don't see it in their purview that sometimes songs go viral because people are using it as the soundtrack to how to videos on TikTok. So yeah. there's times where we, we might incent, you know, suggest to a client, let's make this the soundtrack of a certain community, or let's make this, you know, the, the, the moment for these kind of creators. Um, so that is one symptom of like, we see a secret sauce there start to happen when that starts to occur. Um, but you know, ultimately I I always bring it back to the song. I always bring it back to like the most important element that I see is that 15 second timestamp of there's a compelling moment of that song that creators want to use. That's just you know, artistically in, in the songwriting process, the yeah. artist was, you know, if, if you were in the writing room, like that artist probably smiled and smirked, like, this is going to be cool, or this is fun, or uh, this is smug or whatever. And those kind of moments in the song really make sense. And, and I think that is probably the biggest secret sauce. If I had to say something is, is the song, you know, good songs work, bad songs don't work as well. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you, th- are you seeing clients that are starting to purposely write sections of their songs, thinking that that's going to be the perfect 15 second bit for TikTok, and almost like ignoring the rest of the song? The rest of the song might suck, but they wrote this perfect lyric, hook, melody, boom, and they expect it to work. Yeah, yeah, I I hear people all the time doing that. Um, you know, I'm torn with it because I, I, me being a music guy and, and understanding that TikTok is only one part of a marketing plan and it, or it should be, it shouldn't be your main focus. And I, I, I would caution songwriters and artists to, to specifically think, okay, what, how can we create something specifically? So it works on TikTok because will that, the, the goal is, we want it to take off on TikTok, but the goal is not just TikTok. The goal right. is streaming and consumption. Yeah. So I think you have to tread lightly there and make sure that you're also making sure that you got a great product on the other end. So yeah. when they discover it on TikTok, that they have something that's captivating that keeps them wanting more and following you and actually becoming a fan. Yeah, Don't, people do, are do, looking do, for that silver bullet. You know, yeah. they, they always have, you know, Todd Snyder has a great line in a song where he says, everybody wants the most they can possibly get for the least they can possibly do. And it used to be maybe radio promotion. And then maybe it was buying your way on a tour or, you know, paying for streams and likes and dangerous things like that. I think that people are in, inherently looking for that silver bullet, but I agree with you hundred percent. No platform should be your sole focus. You should go to where that party is. And to that point, Songfluencer sends out uh, an email that I find really interesting. And I'd love to get your take on one part of it. And that is you talk about trends 
on TikTok. And I love that. Maybe it's a certain kind of challenge. Maybe it's a certain type of video that, that people are doing and it's evolving and changing. And I've been watching that pretty closely because I really love looking at TikTok and seeing what my artists are doing on there, what things jump out at me, which things look contrived and which things look organic and that sort of, sort of thing. Talk a little bit about the trends that you're seeing and how they're evolving and changing over time. Yeah. Well, you know, I would say this, um, trends and communities are definitely evolving. Some of the same influencers and creators we used a year ago, we're not using anymore, uh, for, for many reasons. Uh, primarily we track them. We've got a database with over 2,500 influencers and it's always growing, but we've noticed like, why would we use these influencers anymore when they're not popping or they're not working? Uh, for instance, um, the POV community, which is point of view, it's yes. basically, it, it's, it's the, it, it looks like a classic musically video with someone lip syncing and being kind of overdramatic, but, uh, that went through in 2020, the POV community kind of was on the decline and up into, so we weren't really when clients would approach us and say, we want to do a POV thing or we would shy them away from that because that community is on the decline. Now it's kind of resurfacing. We're monitoring it. We're watching it. It's coming back a little bit. Um, and then, so we watch those communities and I think it's important for marketers to watch that as far as concepts that we're seeing, you know, I think fundamentally concepts that are attached to viral songs are always simple. They're, they're usually not super, super complicated. Um, that being said, I think there's a lot more like of uh, TikTok filters and effects being used. And you've probably seen that in our newsletter. There's a lot of those things uh, we're starting to see right now where you have to create the concept in another app. Um, so like Aurora's Run Runaway uh, had an interesting challenge that was going on with that she just had a massive moment on TikTok and reels, but in order to create the challenge that was part of that, you actually had to create it in reels and then post it to TikTok. So wow. there was a feature that reels had that you had to create the video there. And then there was a feature in TikTok to post it on TikTok. So it was fascinating to see it. So they are becoming a little bit more complex, but I think it's only becoming a little bit more complex as the, zeitgeist and culture understands how to use these short form video apps better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Do you, you know, I, I keep coming back to one of the things you, you mentioned in passing was, you know, how to make this viral, this video go viral, how to create this song on purpose. So it becomes a viral hit. And it feels to me, and let me know if this is what you're, you're noticing as well, people are too focused on intentionally wanting to create and thinking you can intentionally create viral. Jay, I mean, I'm sure you both could say this. I mean, I can't tell you how many times clients are like, so how are we going to make this video yeah. go viral? Oh, my God. Many times. I'm just like, How? There we is no answer. A do you viral video? Yeah. Like, do you understand oh, okay. what viral means at its core? It means a community found something and it connected in some way 
that you may not understand, may not even like the way they've connected with it, but then it explodes and you can't intentionally make that happen because yeah. going back to what you said, Johnny, if you could make something viral, you'd, you'd, you'd be sitting back here selling this service left and right to everybody and every video on YouTube and TikTok would be viral. Yeah. It right. just doesn't happen. So, yeah, you know, back to a playlist isn't marketing. TikTok isn't your marketing plan. Viral is not a marketing plan. It's, it's almost the, I always tell clients, if it goes viral, that's amazing. And that's gravy. That's the sauce, but don't count on it. The chances yeah. of anything ever going viral are so freaking small that you really can't even put that into a marketing plan. You just have to hope your marketing plan and your marketing team is flexible enough that if something goes viral today, they can jump on it. They can recognize it, jump on it and react quickly because it might not be viral tomorrow. It's a flash in the pan. Man, I have nothing to add to what you just said because that is <laughs> the nail on the head, you know, yeah. and it, it goes back to, you know, what I was talking about running these, these campaigns. It's like the hardest thing is when people want to manufacture viral and, you know, it's, it, it's tough because like, what do you go into any campaign with lack of intention? No, you don't really want to do that. But I, I think th there's a couple of things I think to note here when, thinking about um like just the music industry in general we used to kind of dictate to the audience what they should like what yes. they yeah. should do yeah. when, when, when there were Radio gatekeepers promotion. when there were yeah. gatekeepers and now there's just less gatekeepers and i think you know we need to understand as marketers how do we how do we allow the audience to own the marketing plan and but as marketers we're not looking at inspiring that or, or igniting that we're looking at how to spread it and how to kind of control where it goes to a point without stifling that creativity and the user generated content in the long run. But, yeah. Yeah. And I think what you mentioned earlier, Johnny, a lot of this is data. A lot of it's analysis. It's tracking like what's, what's jumping up right now, what's happening, what are those trends? And then once you do have something that's succeeding, how do you broaden that audience and engage that audience with that? But that's work. And, you know, as I said, most people don't want the work. One thing I wanted to get your comment on was I was talking to a friend of mine from Facebook. This is like two, three years ago. And he shared with me the stat that close to 85% of the videos on Facebook were watched with the sound off. And I recently read that that's, it's not that high and they didn't have the percentage, but they said that a large number of videos on TikTok are watched with the sound off because people may be laying in bed, going through their feed or, you know, just exploring. Have you had any uh, conversations about that and maybe how to kind of get people to stop dead in their tracks and stop flipping through? Well, I, I do think that that's how popular trends take off. They have to, usually they have to have the sound up um I, I would say i've very rarely seen like a popular trend or challenge move where you didn't it just wouldn't connect with you if you weren't 
listening to it. But yeah, I mean, I I think people, you know, it's like people are working in their cubicle and they want to like, you know, (laughs) want to watch a video without the boss knowing. Yeah. So I I think that's going to be conditional, but I definitely think TikTok is always going to have a stronger ratio of people with the volume up than Facebook or Instagram, because you can enjoy those or Twitter, whatever you can enjoy that with the volume down. So it's kind of hard to, to enjoy TikTok with it down. But, but to, you know, to that point, doesn't that mean when you're, you know, this means more work because when you're creating that TikTok video, not only do you think about the music, the sound, you have to think about the visual element. Is that visual element enough to stop your stop somebody in their scrolling tracks to go, oh, this looks interesting. Then the audio hooks you. I mean, yep. you know, it's it's you can't judge a book by its cover, but we do. We do. Yeah. I mean, like it or not, we do. If the We're cover looks people, if the cover looks boring, yeah you're moving on. If that thumbnail image, if the first frame is boring, I'm gone. I'm on to the next one. So you've yeah. got to think about that. And, and there's nothing, again, there's nothing that guarantees you've got the right image, but what it means is you, your team, whoever you're contracting all need to look at all of this stuff almost through the eyes of, you know, an uneducated, unexperienced user. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. into this blind, stupid and go, wow, would that excite me? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, then it probably doesn't excite everybody on TikTok. <laughs> what were you saying the other day, Mike? It was so profound. Like most of these people are developing these platforms, but they don't use their own they don't, platform. They ne- yeah. They never use their own. So you create your own music video. Have you actually watched it? Have you actually put it up Yeah. <laughs> On spot on 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 TikTok, on YouTube, on Facebook, where Instagram, wherever videos can go, have you actually then just scrolled through, stopped and clicked to see what that experience was like? Yeah, I've got I've got a laundry list of clients that want to dictate, you know, ideas to us, which obviously we're we're at the service of our clients. That's right. And, uh, when I ask them, hey, can can you show me on your app where this is happening or show me an example of this on your app. They're like, I don't have TikTok. I don't have time for it. Like, oh, okay. Wow. But okay. you know what you need to be successful on TikTok, but yet yeah. you don't use the app. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's the whole thing. It's like, okay, you've released your album. Have you actually ever gone in and played it on Spotify? Do you know the experience on Apple music? Do you understand how it is on Amazon? You know, that's, You've got to use your own product. I mean, Jay, we, we laugh all the time. These artists who release albums, they go up and you download it and there's no metadata. It's like, did you even bother to look at your own album's metadata before you released yeah. it? What was it? Years ago, I sent this to you, Jay. Um, I mean, this kind of goes off on, this, on a tangent here, but it was Sebastian Bach who like two years after an album was released, got on Facebook and was complaining because iTunes had the wrong album mix for sale. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, okay, whose fault You're would that be? You're just finding that now? You're finding that two years later, this is your album. Did you bother to ever listen to the mix? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So, so dealing with influencers, I mean, obviously this is, this is a, 
a service where it's not a, about going out and finding more end user fans. It's about working with an influencer who an influencer hopefully drives these fans back to you. How do you discover influencers? Do they apply? Do you, do you are you watching? Are you listening? How do, how do you generate this? And I, you know, yes. and again, if there's some secret sauce there, you don't have to reveal it, but you know, where do your influencers come from? Well, you know, honestly, you know, at this point, we've got a great uh, brand in the creator community where, I mean, I, I probably field 10 a day of influencers that blindly reach out to us and say, hey, you know, I, I heard about this or I heard it from a friend. Um, but we also have a team of people that are responsible for, you know, influencer ingestion into our software. So uh, they, we do some general outreach, especially if we're going into new territory. Um, you know, we just... Uh, you know, are, are really big into Eastern Europe right now. We've got a lot of clients that are like, Hey, you know, we really want to, you know, worry about those territories. Do you have influencers there? So like we, we recently have started a lot of outreach in, in different territories, but we've been doing things in Germany, the UK, France, Netherlands, Scandinavia, Australia, obviously North America for some time now. Um, but a lot of that start with just cold outreach, you know, it was cold outreach to them and the, the ultimate secret sauce. And I'll like, I'll go on record saying this, the ultimate secret sauce with influencers is you got to put money in their pocket. The hardest thing, you know, when we were starting off, the hardest thing is when I'd have one client and I'd be like, Hey, influencer X, I have a, you know, I've got a paycheck for you do this. And if I don't go to that influencer the next week with another payday, they've already forgotten about me. So in order to keep the machine rolling, we've had to you just make sure that we're always, you know, putting money in these influencers pockets yeah. so that they stay active with us. And so when we send them communication or an offer, it immediately, they know I'm not going to mess with song influencer. They, they pay my rent, they pay my yeah. bills, they bought my yacht, whatever it is. Yeah, that makes um, sense. You know, so that's really part of it. Um, but at this point now, it's a little bit of cold outreach. It's a little bit of uh, people coming to us and a little bit of like, we offer like referrals and stuff for, you know, people that have friends or whatever that want to join. So a little yeah. bit of everything. Now, now, you know, I think a lot of people when they hear influencers, because it's, it's a term that's been around for years, they're all they think of somebody that's got 10 million followers. That's all that matters as an influencer. What is the criteria that you look at for an influencer? Is it all at the end about how many people are following? Or do you have influencers have smaller followings, but are very niche, very active, and, and have a great reputation in their niche? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we don't have like a minimum or a maximum we've, we deal with nano creators and then super macro creators. So there's not a minimum or a maximum. I think for us, it, it really boils down to, uh, you know, their creative ability. Um, can they create? So if we're looking at a page, are they creating concepts? Are they creators or are they being followed because of their, status or who Good they point. are. Yep. So, and, and that just like, if I go to someone who's just, you know, popular because they're a celebrity, well, they're not going to do a dance challenge. So like, I probably am not going to work with that person because they're only good for less than 1% of our clients. Gotcha. You know? So that's kind of how it works with us. So if they, if they're real creators, I don't care how big or small they are. 
Is there a certain genre that works better? I mean, are there certain genres, plural, that work better? And the reason I ask is because if you would have played me Old Town Road years ago and said, this thing is going, I would have said, you are out of your mind, you know? I'm not an influencer. I don't understand what's going to be viral because sometimes it's things that are hilarious. Sometimes it, there are things that just are so melodic you can't avoid it. Um, are there? Do you work best with like, you know, pop, EDM, country, uh, or, or does it matter? God, I wish I could say that genre matters in this space. I really don't think. It does. I mean, I always say this when I'm talking to people like say for you might think someone might say, hey, bluegrass music won't work on TikTok because TikTokers don't like bluegrass. But if you had a moment in that bluegrass song where it said something like this cornbread is smack your mama good. Yeah. And it had some kind of inflection moment in the in the vocalist did something unique there that could work on TikTok. And the, you know, the creators would think that that was hilarious and they would use it in a very unique way. And you'd be you might argue, hey, bluegrass music does work, but it's not necessarily the genre, you know, on a gotcha adding another layer to that, though, I would say that, you know, what's true on Spotify is still true on TikTok hip-hop music dominates it's the biggest genre in the world followed by pop you know so there are certain genres that have critical mass but i think for any artist listening or managers you know if you've got a rock artist don't compare it to the numbers of a hip-hop artist because it's it's you're comparing apples and oranges you know so yeah we've seen some classic rock things right you know the fleetwood mac example or or whatever Earth, Wind, and Fire, September took off last year. Uh, we worked that. Um, let's see, what else? Um, Alanis Morissette had a had a small little moment. Um, trying to think. Uh, Destiny Child, Bills, Bills, Bills is having a big moment right now. Um, Elvis Presley, uh, Devlin really? Skies had a big moment. Um yeah. And, and I just think there's going to be a lot of moments like that, that, you know, anyone that, that owns catalog or is overseeing, you know, a lot of songs, you're going to have moments and, and you should yeah. definitely be watching that because so, that's, so let me, yeah. let me ask you that. That's so right. you, you, you get a song, it connects with an influencer. It goes quote viral, however you want to define that. It gets a little motion behind it. How are these artists converting that beyond just hey we got 10 million tiktok plays you know we're we're, ma- we're making some coin because the music is our copyright and we're making some money of it being played but are you actually seeing that translate into album sales spotify streams merchandise purchases ticket purchases i mean how do you make that ultimate jump you know i would say a lot of answers to that and i I don't know if that's clearly defined right now as far as the breadcrumb trail you know obviously we know it works because lil nas x is the biggest one of the biggest artists in the world so we know that tiktok success leads to fan acquisition concert tickets awards uh merchandise purchases real fans we know it works does it work for everyone no i've seen a lot of examples of artists that had one little TikTok moment that didn't pay off and didn't work. Um, so the, I, I think the biggest thing for the industry, and I, 
everyone wants to spend a dollar on music marketing that impacts every part of the artist's career. But quite frankly, like, you know, how many times have you done a, a radio promotion campaign that's been super successful? Everyone knows the song, but they forgot about the artist. You know, it's, it's the same, you know, old boss, the same as the new boss with this. Yeah. Like, you know, my experience at William Morris, when I was booking shows, I can't tell you how many times I booked artists that had number ones and would sell 20 or 30 tickets because no one knows who they are. Right. So it, it's still the same thing, even though it's a new platform and it's TikTok. But as far as artists captivating and, and taking advantage of it, one of the, the renaissance that needs to happen now, artists need to adopt this platform. And I, I can't tell you whether it's me and our team running these influencer campaigns or not. We are more successful as a, as a, part of the overall team when the artist is activating on TikTok because they've adopted this platform and they're doing something adjacently. I think we have to believe that if you get even a small moment on TikTok or doing anything, if if these creators and, and the fans of these creators see that the artist is also participating, they're going to be like, you're one of us. So we will follow you and be a part of this journey with you. But if I can't tell you how many campaigns we launch where the artists are not participating, are not being a part of it. And I'm like, I, I don't know what you're doing, but yeah. <laughs> you know, well, that you know, is, is it, doesn't that come down to the, the basic issue we have on all platforms that are out there engagement. If you're an artist and you refuse to engage, it's nearly impossible. You, the community, the tribe, whatever you want to call it, is not going to embrace you if you're not part of it. You can't, you can't expect just to have some great content go viral and do nothing around it and expect to become rich off of it. It, it, it goes back to what I mentioned earlier. You have to be able to have somebody a team or one person who recognizes that moment when that spark has been ignited and then can sit here and say, okay, now here's our plan to take advantage of that spark and keep that flame going for as long as we can. Because we know anybody in this business knows that flame is going to go out. If you do nothing, it's going out tomorrow. It's going out by next Monday because the next flame came along. Yeah, no one has attention span anymore. You know, you got to continually feed the beast. We always say it's an always on music industry. And I love what you're saying, Johnny, that this is one, you know, arrow in your quiver. You know, it's not a marketing plan. It can be a very powerful part of your marketing plan. And we've all seen some amazing things just blow up. But there's also a lot of those nuts and bolts people who are just slowly but surely growing and engaging their audience and using, you know, whether it's reels or TikTok or whatever as part of that plan. And I think that's kind of the longer term strategy that makes most sense. Yep. I, I, that is, I, like I said, the renaissance that needs to happen is, you know, I, artists need to adopt this platform. And if any artist ever tells me, well, you know what? I don't have time for TikTok. Like I, I don't have time for it because I've got all these other social media things. Drop this other social media now, at least spend some time digging into this. You have a team member that'll post on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for you. You've yeah. got to learn this. There is no better social media platform that is leading to music discovery than TikTok. Does like, anyone ever tell you, Oh, 
Johnny, my fans aren't on TikTok. Oh yeah. They all, all of them say that, you know, <laughs> I, I would say, I would say a good 80, 80, 90% of people. Ah, no, I'm a, you know, I'm yeah. a rock band or, you know, this is this, I, I do this. And you know, that's just tacky all the time that that started to come out. And it's like, you don't know that for one and two TikTok is, you don't know who's on TikTok. Like you can't say that. You don't know. Yeah, they're assuming. Yeah. Well, it, Johnny, look, we could talk to you all day long. I, I, you know, I'm doing a campaign with you right now. I, I dig what you guys are doing, but for those who don't know about Songfluencer, where can they explore and learn about what you do and maybe try out a campaign and just learn what you guys are all about? Yeah. So, uh, just, first of all, just go to our website. Um, our website, songfluencer.com. Super easy. Uh, if you want to check out, you know, anything about us, there's a, uh, there's a press section on the website. So you can see, you know, all of the write-ups that have happened with us over the last couple years. There's also a, uh, a deck that you can check out with a, with like a sizzle reel. So you can kind of see some case studies and different things. So ton of information on there, but you know, even if, you know, you're not sure if you want to run a campaign or you just kind of want to know a little bit more about TikTok, hit me up johnny at songfluencer.com nice. uh, you can line up a call we can chat we can do whatever and uh you know if, if you're just not sure what's going on there's also you also have the ability to sign up for our newsletter that jay brought up earlier yeah. that he really loved just go to the website there's a subscribe now button enter your email and you're signed up awesome awesome john, always great talking with you man thanks for taking yeah. the time out of your day thank you, johnny take care jay, Michael, it, thank you i'm looking forward to this all right man Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of 100 units or more, $150 value. We're, we're, Jay and I are just <laughs> laughing ourselves because as we talked about at the beginning about people doing stupid things, hit the wrong button in the Zoom meeting, ended the meeting. It's now converting the last meeting's recording while we're trying to record and start up right. again here. Something right. we've never done, and I don't know how this is going to play we'll out. We'll see, but trust I wonder, me when I tell you, you are not the only one that's done no, this. No, and, and I sit here and I wonder, did Zoom actually QA this exact user experience? Probably not, because as we know, they use, hardly ever use their own tools, right? Uh, well, I know that's true with Skype. I don't know if it's true with Zoom. We'll see. Anyway, we'll see what happens here. Hopefully, Fingers we don't crossed. lose the whole thing. Yeah. Um that was a good conversation with Johnny. Well, yeah, I mean, really, really good to get a focus on TikTok and viral. And, you know, it's just good to hear somebody else reinforce, you know, you can't make viral happen. You yeah, can't yeah. deliberately create viral. You do the best you can yeah. to put all of the parts in place. Yeah. But what ignites the spark that creates viral? Sometimes yeah. it's not until a real world event happens yeah. coincidentally at the time you put your video and music up there and people are searching and it pops up you can't make that happen now i wish you could it'd be a whole different business but what i like about johnny is he's so pragmatic and he's just so reasonable about this is his business but he's not saying you need to put all your eggs in my basket he's saying you do not want to do that you want to be on all of these different platforms but this is one way and does it work for everyone no, 
but no platform does. So you try things and you and I are all about educating people and getting people to try things, test things, see what results you have. And, and I think it's so important as we ended there, you've actually got to use these platforms. Don't just hire somebody who knows how to work TikTok, but you yourself are not, don't even have the app installed, have Go never looked at it. a ticket. Yep. You've got to at least use it. You've got to start dipping your toe in the water. You've got to start understanding how it works and what's going on. 100%. So you can start understanding what's being reported back to you yeah. and why things work and what they don't work. Because, you know, the craziest things work. The stuff yeah. that, honest to God, the stuff I've seen my seven-year-old daughter playing videos of off of TikTok, I'm like, nobody could have freaking sat down and purposely planned that out. No, and how would you and I know about Roblox if it wasn't for your daughter? <laughs> same thing, same thing. You know, so you've got to use these services. At least do that. Maybe you're not ready for a full-on marketing campaign, but create an Explore. account and start exploring, post some yeah. fun stuff, especially I tell people while you've got no audience on a certain platform, that's when you go out there and experiment and do stupid things because nobody's going to see what you're doing. Just try it out. Learn Just how to use it. it. Yep. 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 Um, you know, Good I would, I, I'd, I'd love to give you a little homework. I mean, if any of our listeners, viewers out there have got TikTok channels or have done something you think is cool, whether it's gone viral or not, doesn't matter. You post it, you think it's cool, share a link with us. Let us know. I'd Please. love to see what, what other people are doing out in the world of uh, TikTok here. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we wrap up, just once again, thank you to Bruce, Hypebot, Bands in Town, and Disc Makers. Thank you so much for everything you do to support us week we in and week it. out. Yep. And of course, if you're watching or listening on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on iTunes. Check us out on Twitch. We're not on TikTok. Yet. Well, personally, I am, but the show <laughs> isn't. I don't know how you would put a long form well, show. I don't know. Maybe put our bloopers there. on there. Although I'm eager to see what Facebook podcasts are going to become. Yeah. Facebook yeah. is just announced and rolling out podcasts. Now, the part I hate, because so many people do this, they're only rolling it out and letting a few select people post podcasts. Yeah. So until we can get in and try it out, but it's supposed to become a feature that's built into Facebook pages, pulls in your RSS feed. It will yeah. be really interesting to see how that impacts the podcast world. Because as yeah. we know, Spotify has basically surpassed Apple, in my opinion, in the podcasting world. Mm -hmm. Facebook's yeah. got the potential to do something It'll be really disruptive people here. People want a longer form entertainment. And if, if they have the patience as they're going through, because Facebook is really more of that short burst of adrenaline as you're going through there, but they have some longer form entertainment on there. It's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. How it plays out, how easy is it to use? What are yeah. they going to provide the content creators in tools it you know i'm all for another destination hey anywhere i can get a show out there anywhere you can get your music out there do absolutely. it absolutely but you want to see yeah. how are they going to support you are they going to make it easy difficult um yeah 
it's yeah. just, you know, love them or hate them. Facebook always has the potential to disrupt things big yeah. time. It's a massive audience. It's a yep. massive audience and a massive destination. Um, all right. That's it, everybody. Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We'll see all of you next week.